Welcome to the local podcast with Pioneer Bank and Trust. This is Clay Berkland, Senior Vice President and Director of Agricultural Banking. My guest today is Alex Gustafson, another Senior Vice President with Pioneer Bank and Trust and our Retail Banking Manager. Alex, welcome to the local podcast. Thank you, Clay. So as we've transitioned from a a world where we could go anywhere and touch anything and not wear masks, and uh, that impact has also affected the world of banking. Uh, it has transitioned the way we handle business in our lobbies, the way we handle business through our drive-ups, and the way we handle business through, even through our ATMs. So uh, I felt it would be a good time to have Alex on the local podcast and talk about some of the changes we're seeing within the, the branches and the delivery channels for, for Pioneer Bank and Trust. So uh, Alex, uh, welcome, and uh, we'll start off kind of slow here. Tell me about where you come from, how you got into banking. Sure. So uh, after graduating from college, I, I was working for Walmart in Spearfish and then Rapid City and was presented with an opportunity about 16 years ago to get into banking, which was of interest to me at the time and still is. So I was hired back in about 2005. Um, I started out as the bank's internal auditor, which was an excellent uh, training ground for me. It allowed me to learn uh, banking, uh, top to bottom, get a good basic exposure to really all facets of banking, whether it's lending, trust, deposits. And and since then, I've transitioned into the role of retail banking manager uh, four years ago. And with that, we've sort of seen this uh, this position really pick up pick up the pace and and move us down a path at Pioneer Bank a lot faster than I would have guessed we'd move. Now, your dad was in banking, is that correct? Yes, my father was in banking for a number of years, uh, also an, an owner of a small community bank, and uh, hence that's probably where I got my interest in banking, uh, growing up watching that, seeing that, knowing what banks do for communities, uh, ranching, business, personal, and it just really seemed to be a logical fit from a relationship uh, business perspective. So even with his years of experience, he didn't bias you against pursuing a profession in banking, career he, in banking. He did not discourage it, but he was also upfront about what it <laughs> truly was. There are ups and downs for sure. So the the title of retail banking manager that was something new to us. I know uh, seems like that covers quite a little ground. Uh, how does your position directly impact the customers of Pioneer Bank and Trust? Yeah, Clay, there's a, a good question there. It it really impacts the customers in a lot of different ways. Uh, this question could go, like I say, a variety of ways, but I guess I look at it, if you want to just summarize it as a whole, I think of it more as a position that is a liaison between the bank's offerings of products and services and meeting customer needs, regardless of whether it's on the retail side or the commercial business side, it's trying to eliminate hurdles and offer delivery channels and solutions to to meet those customers where they're at and do business the way they would like to do business, not the way we tell them they have to do business. And the, the retail tag on that does not mean just mom and pop customers. It also refers to the ag and the commercial type customers the bank has. Yes, it does. And in the sense that we have Pioneer Bank customers, we, we don't have commercial or retail customers per se. Uh, putting a wall up between the two would would not be as productive and, and valuable for our customers, in my opinion. So we do approach that as Pioneer Bank customers and offer the same 
type of solutions and service and thought process on either side of that. You, uh, you mentioned your dad's involvement with a community bank, which, of course, Pioneer Bank and Trust, as well as a community bank. Uh, what does that mean to you to be a member of a, the team on a community bank? I would say it means something different to me 16 years later than it did when I started at the bank. When I started at the bank, I didn't really understand all of what it meant and what it looked like and what a critical role banks play in communities as it does today. Today, my perspective and definition is remarkably different, as is my appreciation for the support um, of our customers in the communities we serve. At Pioneer Bank and Trust, we, we've maintained the local moniker, but more importantly, we've, we've lived it out, and we continue to live it out and look for opportunities to reinvest in the communities uh, through suggestions from customers, as well as, as things we're involved in all individually. So to me, I do believe that as a, as a local community bank, we offer a ton of solutions for meeting community needs before banking. Every time I interview someone that's new to the bank for, for a position we have open, I always have the conversation with them that uh, you have to get used to seeing your customers in the grocery store and at church and at basketball games. And uh, oftentimes they become your friends as maybe more than customers. And uh, that adds a unique twist to what we do for a living. So it, there's good to it. There's bad to it. Uh, I hope you're enjoying that process as much as I have for the, the last several years, I guess. You know, Clay, I think I think that I would say I am. And, and like you say, the value is, you know, you'll get a text message from a customer, an employee even, um, in an evening on a weekend. And, you know, for us, we we don't look at the time clock. It's a matter of what's the need Let's get that resolved. Let's help that customer out. Let's do what we can to, to service that. So it's it's interesting when we talk about a local community bank, we're, we're talking about a relationship and a friendship. And well that's said. probably the most important thing to me is it's not just banking. It's well beyond this, the four walls of our banks. I think something that uh, really personifies that is the what we experienced in the spring of this year with the PPP process. Uh, a lot of banks in western South Dakota and the country, of course, closed their lobbies. Um, and then we were presented with a challenge by the SBA of originating payroll protection loans that would help keep people in our communities at work. Um, you were critical in our delivery of that. Uh, how, how did we, from your perspective, what did we do to adapt to this task and what did we learn? Clay, I think that what we were able to achieve with our team of lenders, of support staff, of customers is is something to be proud of. Uh, I feel we we offered the solutions, we had them available to meet customers where they needed to be. That that lobby closure, that lobby reopen, the PPP pressure to get our customers, new and existing, uh, the loans really provided challenges we didn't expect uh, to deal with in 2020. However, with that being said, we were able to offer solutions to to both meet those needs um, remotely, uh, meet those needs in person uh, at appointment only. We offered a number of different options so that anybody concerned with you know, whether we had, you know, sneeze shields in the teller line or masks available, we were very open and receptive to meeting our customers where they would like us to be. 
So the success of the, the PPP origination and delivery came from, number one, teamwork. Everybody chipped in regardless of role at the bank, uh, from the lenders to the uh, small team we had combing through the SBA rules that changed by the, the hour, if not by the minute. And we also had a team producing documents and new accounts were a result of this as well, not just loans. Many of the proceeds went to new accounts. So the retail bankers got involved. And I tell you, it was really a well-oiled machine overall. And I give the credit to those folks in the trenches that did that. But we offered the solutions necessary to obtain signatures remotely or in person. We provided underwriting. We provided uh, late in the process access to forms on, on the website. We've done what we could to reach out to those customers to meet those needs. And, and I feel we did the best we could under the circumstances. And throughout this process, I've heard uh, customers really be appreciative of that. Well, I believe there's a high degree of pride in the people delivering those, not only the loans and the new account products, but seeing the result of their friends able to stay at work with their employer because they their employer received those payroll protection funds. So that, that was a a sense of accomplishment for everybody and quite an undertaking. Uh, I heard the phrase several times through that process of we're building the ship while we're sailing it because that, it really was a, a learn-on-the-fly transition for us and banks nationwide. Uh, were there days when you felt like you didn't have the tools to even build the ship that we were sailing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the truth about it. And I just, I can't get over the the pride and the dedication that our staff and the diligence they took in every single request was delivered as the most important request they had that day. And they had plenty. Clay, you know this as well as anybody as a lender at that time. We we saw these things trickle in all hours um, and we were able to by and large meet those needs. So we had to change our delivery channel. Um, what new products did you, were you active in us utilizing to, to accomplish that? So what we ended up doing is we had already had engaged a, a vendor uh, DocuSign, which allowed us to push out securely and encrypted information to our customers to obtain those signatures on the PPP applications, on the loans themselves, deposit accounts, etc. In conjunction with that, on the personal account side, if any of the, the businesses opening the PPP loans wanted personal accounts. We did offer the online account opening from the consumer perspective, uh, just as a support to uh, the retail bankers going through the process in branch. So we, I've been here 26 years this year. Uh, we were a very traditional brick and mortar bank for the bulk of that time. And I'm witnessing us and I'm, I'm happy to see us transitioning to uh, doing things with more electronic delivery. Uh, we still present the, the brick-and-mortar solution for folks, but we also do the cash management systems that I literally know I have friends that have made their payroll from Arizona over the computer. Uh, how much of your time is spent managing those types of applications, and what direction do you see us going with that? I, I see that the digital suite that we offer today is going to be an always evolving job. It's going to be one that it looks at managing what we offer today, as well as looking to the future of what our customers, retail and commercial, 
looking for and expecting and how do they want that delivered. We were fortunate to have the right vendors engaged well in advance of the lockdowns that we could not have anticipated, but we benefited greatly with a DocuSign. We will continue to look down and analyze where we're at currently with digital products, as well as where we should be at through both customer requests and what's going on within our industry to make sure that we do continue to offer the full suite of products that make the lives of our customers easier to bank with us. So you you talk of digital delivery and um, some of the security risks that are involved with that. Uh, I know we have encryption software, et cetera. Cybersecurity has become such a huge threat to our business model and our customers. Uh, how do we decide what we use and is there a standard for what we use? Yeah, that's a good question and an important one at that. We do have a process that we review um, each of our vendors well in advance of ever agreeing to partner with them. Uh, first and foremost is a zero tolerance risk for uh, customer information to be at risk in any part of the process. So we go into great lengths at uh, getting any vendor approved via an internal committee in addition to reviewing everything from insurance to financials to uh, the types of controls and procedures are in place at these vendors as well as any contingencies they have because our vendors have to have an uptime of near 100% because our customers will expect that. So there is a rather robust process to get a vendor reviewed, analyzed, and subsequently approved. And then that approval is not a one and done. It's a review annually in, in some cases on the uh, vendors that are used more often and maybe less frequent depending on the information being transferred to and fro. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, with all the years I've spent in banking, the, the risks we used to have were bank robbers that walked into the lobby and maybe making a bad loan, but now a lot of our risk is, is digital and, and online, and we have to make sure every day that not only are we doing a good job of taking care of ourselves, we also have to make sure we're protecting the information of our customers, and that's a, a battle that we fight every day and certainly appreciate your help in, in that regard. Uh, that's a pretty heavy step into digital delivery. Uh, I'm Clay Birkeland, the host, and I have with me today Alex Gustafson, who is our retail banking manager at Pioneer Bank and Trust. Uh, Alex, it has to be interesting. Uh, I think you have kind of a, a responsibility to the bank of finding new and innovative ways to address our customers' needs. Uh, so on a daily basis, are you using things the rest of us don't see to get the experience before you throw the option on our desk of per pursuing that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm always interested in looking at, at new products, new services. I'm always eager to listen to what's going on in our industry. But there is some of the items that have recently been brought forth from a, a customer, or customer value, in my opinion. Uh, the first, I would say, is the mobile wallets that we launched um, a little over a year ago now which allowed for Pioneer Bank debit cards to be loaded into Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, Google Pay, and allow for the first uh, watches and phones to pay at terminals, uh, you know, whether it be a, a coffee shop in, in Spearfish or whether it be you know, a large retail merchant. Uh, that technology has been available and usable, and Pioneer Bank got on board with that. Uh, recently, we also went to the the extent of our debit cards having a contactless 
ability where they don't have to touch the terminals but just wave past them, um, as well as our credit cards being issued now are also contactless. So the technology that we see uh, being coming out of Pioneer Bank right now has really been technology that aligned with something we didn't expect, which was the pandemic. And I use every single day when I purchase, whether it be my daily coffee, um, I use my Samsung watch, and I've never had to pull my debit card out of my wallet. It's an amazing change from years ago when we wrote checks and posted them daily to our accounts uh, to today where it's a, a debit card transaction and a touchless transaction at, at a gas pump or, or at the coffee shop. It, I'm starting to feel like the old guy that's seen it all. Maybe I am. Well, I think there's some real value to being able to do business multiple ways as a customer. Uh, for those maybe like me that, that enjoy not carrying a wallet with them, you have the ability to have your watch on you or your cell phone and pay that way. Perhaps you're one like the customer I helped in Spearfish the other day. She has a check register, she writes her checks, and she's perfectly happy using that technology. So we have the variety available, whether it's brand new, uh, emerging, or existing, that we will continue to support, again, in an effort to meet the customers where they are at and how they want to do business. So we... I'm we both know we have goals of how people perceive us in the community and how they perceive their experience with us. Uh, how do you want people to, when they leave our one of our buildings, what, what feeling do you want them to have? Sure, I, I want them to have the feeling that they matter. They are not a number. We had, had welcomed them into our branch first off by name. We took care of the needs they had, uh, whether that be concerns or whether that be simply just an item they need help with. And when they leave, I want them to tell their friends. I want them to say, I called so-and-so or I texted Clay at 6.15 at night, and guess what? He answered me and he took care of my problem. And that's the type of relationship banking I think of when I think of Pioneer Bank and Trust being local in a community. Rather than punching time clocks, folks are eager to take care of the customer and meet their needs where they're at. And so for me, when they leave our bank, I want them referring us. There's nothing better than a customer leaving Pioneer Bank and telling their friends, I guess, how good a job we're doing in a sense that we're able to meet the needs of the customer. So as we, we grow our staff and require consistent training from branch to branch so that we, we do create that type of experience, uh, Tell me about your responsibilities in that training regimen. Yeah, so this is an area that I think is always going to be evolving and emerging. It's going to have its share of challenges as we don't want to become corporate-minded. We want to become consistent so our customers that travel from Buffalo, South Dakota, down to Rapid City, South Dakota, use either branch do not get different treatment. They get the same consistent treatment. And with that becomes the challenge of training um, all staff to do things a certain way without removing the latitude to make those decisions that, you know, in banking autonomy is required in certain scenarios. And we want that to be able to not be an issue. So the training regimen at Pioneer Bank and Trust is we've, we've already got a bank-wide trainer 
We've already got standardized training for a variety, if not all of our positions within the bank. And that becomes a reinforcement now of that training day in and day out at all of our branches. So our customers receive the benefit they deserve, which is that consistency. So I know we've done some of those with uh, Zoom as one product where folks don't have to leave their branch and they can travel less and be able to still get the training they need. Is that something you see us doing more and applying more across the system? Yeah, Clay, that's a very good point. I do. I see Zoom as being, again, another option, uh, well, both both internally for employees and externally, but we've used Zoom on a variety of, of internal meetings and some trainings. Um, I would expect that we would flip the script a little bit and push that out to servicing customers along the digital aspect, being able to um, look at, you know, perhaps what they're seeing in their online banking, in their mobile app, and be able to offer a better level of service through being able to see what the customer is seeing and experiencing so we know how to properly address and solve their, their question and get them a response that is both timely and accurate. So you're charged with the uh, seeing the future, more or less, so that we have those products in front of people before they even know they want them. Uh, what's coming down the road at us in terms of new products? Well, at this point, as this is ever, ever changing and always evolving, I would say the immediate would be the deployment of, of Zoom from a customer service perspective, as I just mentioned. Um, I would also expect us to enhance our online account opening to offer a consumer loan portion of that. We already have the real estate um, ability to apply for a real estate loan online. So it, it becomes expanding the platforms we have, offering additional channels uh, delivered to the customer to meet them where they want to do business. And that could change tomorrow, Clay. We could end up with issuing debit cards right out of the branch. We could have it look uh, remarkably different in our online banking platform, but these are always on the forefront and they're always being analyzed to determine when and if we should extend uh, the the offering down those paths. One of the cooler products to me we've set up in the last few years is the P2P or the person-to-person -person payment capacity. Uh, so when you finish up around a golf, the, the guys that lost money to you can can pay you right there without handing you cash that's comes right to your phone. Uh, can I pay that as well, or do I only receive that money from the, these golf wagers? Yep, you can you can absolutely pay them. Uh, I'm not familiar with paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not familiar. Yeah. Your golf game's strong enough. You don't have to worry about that. But they, as a, as customers of the bank, they could pay you through that channel. Uh, that is a service we offer through our online banking and our uh, our uh, bill payment service. So the person to person payments is always an area that I think is competitive. Uh, I would envision, you know, Pioneer Bank looking at uh, enhancing their person-to-person -person offering through perhaps a more real-time service. Uh, think of like maybe, uh, you know, Venmo is probably the most common, but uh, think of like a Zelle. You've heard the term Zelle. Uh, we may consider that as an option as well, and that would enhance the availability and turnaround time on person-to-person. -person. So, and just from a normal user standpoint, something like that is convenient if you have a kid in college somewhere that you can send them $100 Monday morning absolutely. onto their phone. Yeah, Clay, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the value is rather than send a check through the mail, 
whether it's a personal or a bill payment check, you'd have the ability to set that up and, and move it across to say their debit card and they could receive a credit on their debit card and it would be in their account, you know, in a much shorter time than mailing it. Real-time solutions that we used to not have the ability to provide that are becoming more common by the day. Clay, I would agree. And I, I think the payment the payment channel is probably one of the most one of the most important is because uh, that's the most convenient for people. You yeah. know, that's the one that people see, you know, and, and I would say beyond that, the, the online banking, as far as features, functionality, uh, you know, user interface, um, how it looks, how it operates, does it make sense? What could improve that? Uh, so we look at that existing offering we have and we, we ask the questions, or at least I do, you know, where should we be and why? You know, what do others in, in the financial services industries offer? And is it stuff that we should and could offer? And then go down those those paths to make sure that we don't maintain the first to adopt it necessarily, but we maintain that we've vetted out the security and now the convenience can be there for our customers. So we, we hear the phrase cutting edge and bleeding edge. That's what you, we want to be cutting edge without pushing the other one too closely, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so, Clay. Uh, bleeding edge, I think, when I hear that term, I immediately think high risk, um, convenience over security. And and that's an area that at Pioneer Bank and Trust we're not willing to, to compromise on. We have to make sure, first and foremost, that we've done our due diligence to ensure that the vendors and products that we offer are where they need to be from a security standpoint. But when I think of, of bleeding edge, you know, I do, I, I think of Silicon Valley. I think of somebody developing a, a fintech item that the banking industry can't live without. And we'll continue to see the fintech companies be bleeding edge and, and offer solutions, quite frankly, sooner than we are willing to adopt them. We've gotten very technology heavy in our conversation here, but just to be clear, we can still write paper checks, right? <laughs> we can we can still write paper checks, and if you receive your statement in the mail, we can still uh, reconcile that on the back page. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm Clay Berkland, Director of Agricultural Banking, and I have with me today Alex Gustafson, who is our Retail Banking Manager. Uh, Alex, we've gotten fairly technically heavy in our conversation so far, so ease off of that a little bit and change, uh, I guess, maybe to a more philosophical question. I know you help us staff our branches. Uh, what do you look for in a, a new hire for us? Uh, personality traits, et cetera, the people that, that fit our team? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess I approach that as, to be frank, uh, how personable is the individual, first and foremost. Uh, the positions I typically hire for end up being uh, customer-facing and some of the highest volume customer traffic day in and day out. Uh, so those folks need to have the ability to be personable, relational, uh, even empathetic at times. Uh, many of our staff on the front end, well, I, I'm going to stop right there. Many of our staff overall have those same attributes that allow them the ability to both be empathetic, but yet be able to take care of them, be sociable, and smile, greeting. Those are the things I think of in hiring. Secondary we can train a lot of people to be bankers. That's that's the minority in my mind. If they have the attributes that you would love to sit and have a cup of coffee with or sit around and, and visit, those are the people we should be hiring. Those are the people our customers will respond best to. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So as we get more people or continue to hire people like that with our branch expansions and changes, uh, how do you see our branches looking different as time rolls on? I mean, we, we just finished a very complex remodel of the Belfouche branch that uh, we and our customers have enjoyed greatly. Uh, do you see more of that across our system? You know, Clay, I think I do see more of that across our, our footprint. Um, you guys did an excellent job in, in Belfouche in, in that renovation. We deployed some, some new equipment that allows, for example, in the teller line, we have some cash machines that focus uh, more on the, the counting aspect, which allows our staff more ability to talk about uh, our customers' uh, vacation coming up, our customers' uh, kids' soccer, grandkids' sporting events. It, it puts the, uh, the piece that matters most to the forefront, which is that relationship I, I mentioned earlier. Um, <clears throat> one, of the things, one of the things I think that's important to, to consider here is how has this technology worked in Belfouche and how can it work in other branches across our footprint? So we look at those pieces. I would say we'll look at more signature tablets. We would be looking at more of these cash machines. In fact, um, recently within the last three weeks, we installed seven additional cash machines across our Spearfish and Rapid City markets. And going forward, as we continue to look at how digital uh, and paperless can benefit not just the bank, but our customers, we will see more and more items move down the path of leveraging technology as a separate partner with how we do business, depending on how the customer wants that done. So as, as customers have different uh, preferences on delivery channels and the way they want to receive the direction maybe Pioneer Bank goes down the paperless channel, if you will, or if you want to use that phrasing, uh, we'll still be able to offer the convenience of the in-person signing for all varieties of, of products and departments across the bank. But it does offer us the customer convenience to grab folks that need to be on a loan or part of an account that perhaps don't live or cannot get to the bank during normal hours. And that's the piece that I, I find a ton of value in some of the technologies we offer now, DocuSign being one of them because now we can make it convenient both on the customer that showed up at the bank and on those that cannot, or, or just it doesn't fit their need right now. And so as we move down these, these paths of, of technology, I, I really want to be uh, reinforcing of we can take wet signatures with a pen, we can take digital signatures, and we can even obtain information and signatures remotely. And, and that's part of the value, I think, that as we look down banking in the future, we have to keep on the forefront that our customers of multiple generations will all want to do business slightly different. So the goal is for us to allow people to do it the way they've always done it or take the option of doing it new and quicker and more easily than they ever have before should they take that option. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right, Clay. Uh, who are we to dictate directly that everybody take a digital signature, that everybody take a debit card. You know, that that is entirely up to them. They want to bank with Pioneer Bank and Trust, and they want to do business the way they want to do business. It's our job to have the tools and resources available and the training to meet those needs. Well said. Well, we've covered quite a little ground this morning, Alex. Uh, I much appreciate your time 
here with me today on the local podcast, and I appreciate your efforts making sure that our staff has the toolkit to address customer needs and that the bank has the product line to meet customer expectations. Uh, Thank you for all those things. Thank you, Clay. It was a pleasure to be on your podcast. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Members, FDIC.